Hi, my name's Summer Quinn, and this is for my case analysis 2 for the class of 630 uh, O&O and legal aspects. The case I have chosen to do my podcast over today is the USFL versus the NFL of 1986. For this case and what it is, is is that the USFL filed an antitrust lawsuit against the National Football League in 1986, which then led to a very long trial for what this lawsuit was going towards for the NFL. So what happened and what made the USFL take the NFL to trial was that the USFL had secured a network television contract since it's, since they moved their spring schedule to the fall that the NFL illegally, quote-unquote, tied up three networks in violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. Um, the USFL fought to relief the force the NFL to give up the contract in at least one network. So what that means is that the USFL did move their current seasons from the fall to the spring to give the NFL their time, but the NFL had come in and taken three uh, three networks that um, the USFL could have used during that time, but they no longer could use them because the NFL had to tie them up. So... As mentioned before about the Sherman Antitrust Act, which was um, brought to the attention of the court of being violated, which means that it prohibits activities that restrict interstate commerce and competition in the marketplace. So the reason that the USFL brought this, that the NFL had uh, went against this, was that they got the three networks and was... That was a competition for them, and they tried to misguide them in a way of, like, the USFL couldn't use them, which relates back to the Sherman Antitrust Act, which you cannot do because the USFL and the NFL are still in a competition between seasons and fighting for who can use what and what can be used. So I think that with the USFL bringing this forward, this really helped their case. And whenever they brought to trial to bring forth the Sherman Antitrust Act being violated, really brought the court's attention to this case. So this kind of competition between the USFL and the NFL can be a very tricky state of business. So what happened and what brought all this forward was knowing that, you know, both of these being leagues that a lot of people like to watch, but the NFL has had a very um, growing, like, reputation, and it's been around for a really long time. So what really caught us was that the original franchise owners and the founders of the USFL had um, promised to abide by the guidelines that was set out to them, and they were already having problems um, before, like, teams were taking fields and everything because 
Um, they were having the issue of financial problems and having stability from the beginning of their season. And this was mainly due um, from the NFL because some of them had a difficult time securing like the leases and stadiums that NFL teams had previously used as um, it was making them have to rush around and make last-minute um, decisions on what venue to use in the cities and to make sure that they were um, moving to, like, a new place that maybe the NFL hadn't been and, like, traveling-wise because they um, <clears throat> didn't have a lot of choices to go because, like, before the NFL, any place that they had already played or secured or hosted events and stuff like that, people only wanted to be known for the NFL. They didn't want the United States Football League to also play there. It's kind of like <clears throat> like choosing favorites and stuff. So this was hard for the United States Football League to have this because they didn't have any salary cap. And because of this, some of the teams had to escalate the players' payrolls to really bad, like, unsustainable levels to keep um, all the costs under control and that was really hard because some players like had to like they were only depending on what the United States Football League was paying them Um, they had um, a few financial crises and there was many relocations they had a lot of mergers and ownership changes during the league's uh, existence and however the teams actually uh, folded during any given season and these problems worsened as some owners began engaging and um, biting wars for star players uh, for the NFL and it forced some of the owners to do the same and have like a really bad competitive disadvantage because they were losing their star players due to the budget cuts they were having to make. So, why was it hard for the United States Football League to keep people is what they could understand because most of their coaches and many of their teams had NFL experience. And I think what made the United States Football League kind of go after the NFL on this is that, I mean, everyone was playing football. So, one league was higher than the other, but at the same time, you were coming together for the same reason. But it ended up being the NFL was um, trying to kind of make the United States Football League, like, back away. Like, they were always having a disadvantage. Like, already being a lower-scored team to the NFL, like, you're already in a second space. But at the same time, all your coaches and majority of your players and executives had their time in the NFL. So it was really hurting them. So... That's whenever the United States Football League decided to take this to court and file a lawsuit against the NFL. So, for the result in this case was that a six-person jury found the National Football League liable for one of the antitrust violations, but the ordered was that the league to pay only $1 in the damages to the rival of the United States Football League 
which had originally saw a $1.69 billion. Um, it was a stunning blow to the, the USFL, and the jury found that the NFL used monopoly power <clears throat> to damage the younger lead and to keep control of the professional football market. And that did um, do some damage to the USFL, which was virtually non-existent. The jury did clear the NFL on all eight other charges, including the key charge of the case. The NFL had denied the USFL access to a network. Um, since the damage awards and antitrust <clears throat> are trebled, the NFL owes a three-year-old USFL $3 clean sweep, meaning that they only had to pay like a dollar, which then went to $3, saying that like, all right, we paid this, and... Yeah, like, that's it. So they just thought that it was all good back, and, like, they didn't want to keep dealing with this case because, um, you know, they just want to play football. It ended up being a, um, a trial that was over 10 weeks. Um, it's like certain of the USFL members brought, suit, get, brought this suit against them, um, and the commissioner and certain clubs for the violations so but at the end of the trial they all were just like okay like since like you have your money like can we just go back playing football like whatever but that's not what the USFL wanted like yeah we've been trying to play football this whole time but we couldn't because the NFL was making it harder for us to be able to compete in that world to be able to be a part of it but at the end, the USFL did indeed win the case over the NFL. And it's kind of what they wanted. But at the end of the day, they still didn't really get the full reason of why they even took this to trial.